0: This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom,
0: I'm uh, feeling warm inside and cold out.
1: I mean, I th- should you should I take you to the hospital?
0: No, no, this is the way it's supposed to be because uh, <laughs> the weather's getting cold. Oh, I see. and I'm warming up. uh, you poured me some some wine, Tom yeah, some uh, from some Jesus juice itself uh, from for, from
1: uh, Trader Joe's wine shop.
0: yeah, and every time every time the weather gets cold mm-hmm. I think. I'm never going to drink a dang beer again in my life.
1: Yeah. I'm just going to drink some wine, some nice room temperature wine. I'll
0: be a wine guy for the rest of my life, but I guess I'll have to move to Antarctica to make that an actual reality. Right. Well, you are quite a,
1: maybe you're not a wine guy, but you are a winer. That's what everybody says behind your back. I do wine
0: a lot. That's (laughs) that's pretty accurate.
1: Yeah, they don't need to say it behind my back. I know.
0: Tom, believe it or not, a lot of people say that to my face. (laughs) Um and yeah. I go, oh, don't call me that. I hate it. No, I I I <laughs> I, I, I accept it with a plum.
1: Wow. And then they say, you know what? I was wrong about you. You're not a whiner.
0: Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, I want to be a whiner. Uh how are you doing this week, Tom?
1: I'm doing good, Tim. I've had like uh one glass of wine. I think I'm already hammered.
0: Yeah, I mean, I will say this, Tom. Uh huh. You pour. You got a heavy pour with the wine.
1: Well, Tim, at these prices, you can afford to have a heavy pour.
0: Yeah, but you don't necessarily need to have a heavy pour.
1: No, it goes bad. It goes bad within hours. But
0: you just opened a new a new bottle. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: So now we gotta finish up this bottle before it goes bad. Yeah. I got one of those uh, aerators. Uh, boy, th- what a good investment! Although I don't like this new one that I got. Why? <clears throat> uh, What's an
0: aerator? It it basically just exposes. All of the wine to air, yeah.
1: So like in so Ro- you
0: got to keep it in a bottle forever, and then it's like, <laughs> but then make sure it touches all the air it can. That well. is BS. <laughs> all wine is BS, by the way. Uh, a this lot of wine industry. You know what though? A lot of uh, wine is BS. It's gonna, oh, old wine's good. Pay a ton of money, but then make it hit all the air, and then uh, you know, and don't be concerned uh, that it tastes just like all the other wine when you're <laughs> tasting it.
1: I mean, a lot of the wine industry is baloney. But I think, like, uh, at least in America, uh, it seems like in the last uh, five to ten years, everyone's really got on board with the idea that a lot of wine is baloney. Yeah. And, like, Americans have gotten really into, like, not dirt cheap wine, but, like, reasonably priced wine.
0: Yeah. I feel like the Americans were always into that, except for, like, I think your perspective changed because, like, you only knew wine when uh, rich people ordered it on sitcoms <laughs> and they'd be like uh, yes I'll have the 43
1: no because I think places like uh, like you'd have to go to a liquor store to get wine or a winery or um, a
0: wine shop no
1: nah, like there there weren't as many wine shops as there are nowadays and then, and that's why I feel like it's changed that now you can go into a wine shop and you can be like eh, I'm looking to spend like I don't know 10 15 bucks. And they'll be like, ah, here's like a great uh, thing you'll like. There, there's a...
0: Have you ever talked to anybody at a wine <laughs> store and told, you, told them the budget you're on, and and they they recommended something you like that you just made up <laughs> a thing that that has no. never happened to anybody. I mean I know I'm looking it for something that's like, ten or fifteen dollars. Gilmore Girls or something. It's like what's yeah. your budget, and it's like I know you like a sarsaparilla t- in the soda in the summer, so you'll like this wine.
1: What? How would a how would a man know that much about me at a wine store? Because on the Gilmore Gals. Oh, that's uh, a small town, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: Man, Tom, you ever see the show The Gilly Girls?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Not not a lot of it, but a Don't, don't of
0: you it. just want to live in that small town?
1: It does seem like a nice place to live. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that about One Tree Hill.
0: Yeah. When you got off the train uh, in Jersey City that one time, we both went to Jersey City mm-hmm. um, in December of last year. Yeah. Did you get the vibe that you were in The Gilmore Girls?
1: No. Why?
0: I don't know. I just felt like I need to move here. And then it's like, it's Jersey City. It's yeah, like, what, how calm, did that remind calm you? Calm down, <laughs>
1: Tim. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, it
0: just seemed uh, uh, idyllic.
1: Idyllic. <laughs> it, it means uh, to be ideal.
0: I do lick the stamp.
1: Um, no, like th- in the olden days, like in the Roman days, you'd have to get like a decanter and that was basically just like a real wide bottle that you throw, uh, you pour the not throw it, you pour the wine into it, and that would expose a lot of it to the air. But nowadays they got you know contraptions to do it. Yeah. This, so you
0: don't like this contraption.
1: Uh, this contraption does a good job, but I have to hold it with one hand and pour the wine in the other. And I used to have a thing that would just go in the top of the bottle, and when you poured it, it would just aerate it; it would just get bubbles in there. Um. And uh, let me just shake it up. No, you want to just shaking it up? Is I don't think you understand what's happening. You're exposing it to the air, you're mixing it with the air. And the thing is, it's crazy. Like, you can it's not baloney because you can pour wine and then you can pour wine through one of these things and taste them side by side. And the one that's been through the aerator always tastes better.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh. Confirmation bias, Tom? No. Uh, t- oh, I think this is I'm gonna have to,
1: No, I'll do a blind taste test with you. It's always- no, you'll, You're too drunk for that now. <laughs> uh, just quickly blindfold me and then this to drink more wine. Hold <laughs> well, on, uh,
0: let me polish this off and then I'll drink <laughs> yeah, two full well, we'll glasses. Have, we have to open you.
1: up a fresh bottle yeah. to make sure uh, uh, that the, the experiment is clean. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, wine's good. Uh, Why
0: don't you like this aerator?
1: Just because I have to hold, I have to pour. You saw, I made a mess. I have to pour. Yeah,
0: because you were pouring so fast. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was
1: thirsty, for God's sake.
0: Yeah, Tom, you have an unhealthy relationship with wine.
1: No, wine's good. You can drink all of it you want. And the only thing you have to worry about is uh, the horrible headache it will give you.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Tom, you ever yeah. uh, think, like, hey, drinking, like, you know, sunset this whole drinking thing?
1: Uh yeah. I mean, that happens anytime I get uh, hungover in any way. But
0: even like uh, when I feel good, yeah. I think about how I'm not drunk or hungover. There's probably not a there's a crazy person's <laughs> way of thinking, but it's like, man, I feel really good right now and I I haven't drank in a few days. Uh maybe I'll never drink again. And then sure enough, you go to record your podcast and <laughs> uh, somebody's pouring you a gallon of wine that you have I poured
1: pouring a guy. poured I'll tell you what. That's less than if I had like wine glasses. No, it's not. You're you're being misled because a lot of the jelly's still in the container, so it looks like there's more wine than there is in that in that jar. It's off brand jelly. This
0: was this was this it mixes the, the, with the wine very well. It's one of the peanut butter and
1: jelly in one jar oh, and thing that you're man. I was never I, allowed to have that as a kid. Yeah, I was wanted. I was always like, "That's the answer to all the problems, mom. Let's just get that."
0: Uh, was it just low grade PB and J? I think
1: that's what it was. I think that's why my mom always refused to buy it. That she was like, that's like crappy both of those. We'll just yeah. get two jars of nice peanut butter and nice jelly. You like, like this is why this is why we're going bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I think my mom was probably also thinking like you're not the one making the PB&J sandwiches in the first place. What do you care if it's uh, yeah, one I extra step? Yeah, I do think
0: I do think moms in general in the late <laughs> 80s early 90s uh, had a, had, a, had a had a skewed view of the the peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. I think it was fine and I think they thought they'd open it up and it would be like a crime scene in there. I think it's fine. No, I
1: I bet as soon as you get a a butter knife in there, I bet it it all goes to shit real quick. It all gets mixed up.
0: Yeah, so what? That's the way it happens in your mouth and your stomach.
1: But that's fine. Much like how you don't want to expose wine to air forever. You want to expose it to air right before you consume it. You want the PB&J touching Right before you consume it, you don't want them hanging out all week. Why not? Maybe they gonna, bring out the flavors. No, I bet they muddle the flavors. I bet it just becomes one. Uh, That's
0: what it is when it's on the no, bread, Tom. No,
1: because you can kind of tell like there's still layers. You need the layers. You don't want it. Nobody's like making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and being like, "All right, well, to prepare the sandwich, first let me put some." Uh, peanut butter in a bowl and then some jelly in a bowl and then whisk that together and then put it on a sandwich. But maybe have you ever tried it? No, I'd make a mess. Mm. I mean maybe it's fine. I don't think so though. I like the maybe layers. Good
0: people like Goober who are just like, you know what, we'll make a mess here. Uh, yeah, that's a-
1: the name of it, Goober.
0: Yeah, we'll make a mess of it in, in our Yeah, that's why our moms <laughs> didn't want to buy it. They're like, no. I'm not buying something named Goober. I'm <laughs> Not
1: buying a goddamn jar of Goober for my child. <laughs> um yeah. What were we talking he about? He tells
0: me it'll make me more efficient in the kitchen.
1: <laughs> yeah, Thanks, like, dick. <laughs> yeah, like like he knows the first thing about how to do any of this stuff. Kids' idea of gourmet is oh, I, uh, cut up a hot dog and put it in the macaroni and cheese. Oh, I,
0: never, I never was- uh, You never
1: indulged in that? No. Oh. Wait, you, you weren't
0: allowed to have goober, but you had that trash Not maybe? all the
1: time. Just once we in a had, while as a special treat. We had this
0: thing where- uh, You'd make a slice in the hot dog, you put some cheese in there, mm-hmm. you'd wrap it in bacon, you put it in a in a in a bun. Yeah. You bake that whole thing in the oven.
1: You bake the bun too? Yeah. Wow, I bet that that bet that sounds delicious. Tom,
0: that listen. Yeah. I'm starting to think maybe my family was trash. <laughs> no <laughs> But that's, it was delicious. No, I mean
1: that's you know what, that's a lot of steps to go through to just make a hot dog. Like you could just you know, Oh, a
0: bacon-wrapped, cheese-filled, warm-bunned
1: dog? Yeah, but it's like, you know, you could just throw a hot dog in the microwave. Yeah, but you wouldn't have all that, the the accoutrements. That's what I'm saying. So that's not trashy. Yeah, I know, but like
0: every element of that is trashy. Yeah, I don't know. You're stuffing cheese in something, wrapping it in bacon, and guess what? It's a hot dog.
1: Yeah, but at least you weren't buying the the cheese-filled hot dogs at the supermarket. Yeah, those didn't exist. What do you mean? Those didn't exist. The cheese-filled hot dogs. Yeah, they did exist. I've I've had them. I've seen them.
0: No, no, they didn't exist back when we were that. Yeah, young. they did. Really?
1: Yeah, because uh, it was
0: probably a goober situation. Though <laughs> my mom was like, "I'll slice it and put the cheese in it myself."
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Because like I remember, I may have like thrown a tantrum to get them, but like one time I was able to convince my mom to get them, and she then she was like, "This is the grossest thing ever." And I was like, "No, this is great. This is delicious." Um, and I was, even though I was like a hundred percent, like it wasn't one of those situations of uh, like, "Ah, we bought that for you once. You didn't eat it. You didn't like it." This was like, "No, this is great. I love this." And even still, it's like, "Well, that's great for you. You're never getting these again. These are this is too gross."
0: And our families were really uh, oppressive.
1: <laughs> it sounds like they protected us from ourselves, from our own worst instincts.
0: Thanks, mom and dad. Yeah,
1: Tim. This week we're talking about uh, a legend who sadly has passed. Sadly, but ninety-five years, he he had a great run. Who are you talking about? Stan Lee. Oh yes. Read the the topic of the episode, Tim. It's right there in. I iTunes. often go into
0: these recordings without uh, first listening to the episode on iTunes. <laughs>
1: well, you, you're doing it wrong. Uh, Stanley uh, has passed away at 95.
0: You know, the whole first day, uh, I saw, uh, you know, because everybody's posting. Yeah, and I heard, uh, I heard a lot of um, people, and I thought at first I thought Stanley Tucci had died.
1: <laughs> no, you didn't, Tim. Why are you? Because I heard people
0: being like, "Stanley died. <laughs> Stanley died." Everybody, oh, and I was just of. like, "Ah, they must be Tucci."
1: Yeah. Um yeah. It, I mean, his real name was uh, Stan Lieber, uh, but he went by the name. He later legally changed his name to Stan Lee, but he went by Stan Lee because when he started in the industry, that was like a real uh, like writing comic books was like the most embarrassing thing you could be doing. Yeah. So he he wanted to protect. Uh, he always thought he was going to one day be a, uh, a novelist. So he's like, well, let me write comics under Stan Lee. So when I write the the great American novel, they won't be like, oh, it's this knucklehead that writes, you know, comic books for kids.
0: I like that he just uh, eventually embraced it, and then he lived long enough to see uh, that um, that stuff uh, superseded uh, legitimate uh, <laughs> writing. Well, I feel
1: like that, Tim. <laughs> I feel like it, it didn't for everyone, necessarily, based on uh, uh, how you just put it. Uh, but I do like- uh,
0: Tom, I'll tell you, I haven't been this sad since uh, <laughs> the death of Superman.
1: <laughs> well, I can the And
0: uh, the black armband to school.
1: Yeah, Superman uh, came back to life. He returned. What? Yeah, it turned out uh, Kryptonian's- uh, when they're close to death, they just go into like a hibernation. Is that what state. that was? Yeah, pretty much. Cause there were the four um, other supermen that came out. Yeah. Uh, the Eradicator, Superboy, Steel, and Cyborg Superman—yeah, mm-hmm. all pretenders, all all trying to claim the throne. So saying, they were
0: just frauds, imposters. Yeah,
1: well, like I think some of them, like Steel, wasn't like I'm the real Superman. I think he was like, no, 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 I'm I'm just a different guy. I think oh. like, uh, Superman. Maybe he was, was like Superman spirits inside. Like, look. well, some of them, like the the Eradicator and Cyborg Superman. Uh, both claim to actually be Superman. Yeah,
0: like uh, and maybe they believed it. David Koresh thought he was Jesus. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, maybe the Eradicator was just a David Koresh type uh, loon. He
1: he was like a loon, Tim. You, you know what? You're you stumbled onto something. You're actually right.
0: Thanks, Tom. <laughs> but this has nothing to do with Stan Lee.
1: No, because he was Marvel, not DC. Yeah, I do like the idea of um like uh having a first name and a last name that together sound like a first name, yeah, Stanley, like if your name was uh like Kim Burley, like mm. hello, Miss Burley, like please call me Kim Burley, or what would be another one like John Athan, hello, I'm John Athan,
0: you know, uh, what if it sounds like uh or Tim othie, yeah. Or Chris th- Topher,
1: yeah, or Tom Ass. But then
0: the, Tom Ass. <laughs> well,
1: Tom, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a cool, uh, that'd be
0: cool. Uh, uh, Alter
1: ego for me to have. Yeah,
0: if it was uh, an adult film star <laughs> Tom <laughs> and introducing ass. Tom Ass. Yeah,
1: boy, I'd, I'd have. I'd uh, really have to have quite an ass. to pick up that moniker yeah though.
0: you'd always have to lead with your with your butt in the frame like uh, yeah i'd every have scene to you step had... into the frame and yeah.
1: my butt would be the whole, fill the frame yeah. and introducing tom <laughs> ass <laughs> uh, i say he
0: was born with the ass of a man what
1: born with the ass of a man
0: <laughs> yeah as a baby though oh oh i see <laughs> and at first it was a, g- a grotesquery. <laughs>
1: So (laughs) the villagers were like, ah,
0: shun this, this man assed baby.
1: So by your account, then I didn't grow into the ass eventually. Like your eyeballs. Yeah. Oh, well then.
0: No, you'd have a. Yeah, you're. So
1: I'd be an adult with the name Tom Ass and I'd have to explain to people like, well, you have to understand when I receive my full name, uh, I really had quite an ass. But I've since grown into it, and now it's just a normal ass. No, but it still looks good. I think. Oh, thank you. No,
0: I mean you would get it to the point where. Well, yeah, taking a good look, I'd have to.
1: I'd have a lot to live up to, so I'd probably really concentrate on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, I, uh, I didn't say a lot of things that I just wanted to say.
1: (laughs) Good, but let's talk
0: about Stan Lee. Yeah. And not Stanley Tucci.
1: No, not Stan. Well, you know what? If he naturally comes up in the course of conversation. Why not? Uh, So, yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: When I heard this news, Tom, Mm -hmm. I thought, man, I better start living right. I don't want to end up six (laughs) feet under like that Stan Lee.
1: Well, Tim, he lived to be 95, so obviously he was doing something right. Uh, He lived to be 90.
0: Start going to the gym and eating better because, you know, next thing you know, you'll be dead like Stan Lee.
1: Yeah. Well, so you're giving yourself like 60 years to get in shape. Yeah. Yeah. It's a plan. Um I mean, he was like at he wasn't at New York Comic-Con uh this past month, but like uh he was at uh he was there last year yeah, like that guy's never going to or <laughs> that guy <laughs> was never going to stop until he died. Right. <laughs> You were gonna claim that he's <laughs> never gonna stop.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's in so you posi- posited that maybe he's
1: in some sort of hibernation state. <laughs> no, damn! I was talking about Superman. I was not talking about uh, Stan Lee being in a hibernation state. It's perfectly understandable that a ninety-five-year-old man would would die. Uh, yeah. But he, but yeah, he was he was at all these things up until very very recently. He was still very active, uh, which is. Uh, Uh, commendable obviously he's doing something right well uh, unfortunately towards the end a lot of stories came out of elder abuse towards him that he had surrounded himself or not surrounded himself he had been surrounded by a bunch of people that were leeching money off him and everything but then kevin smith came to the rescue uh he offered like hey like uh, you know on twitter or whatever like hey you can come live with me i think i think towards the end like he did get like there were take
0: a shelter in my jorts (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, there's always a warm pair of jorts for you at the Smith household. Yeah. Kevin uh, Smith seems like a nice man.
0: Stan Lee seemed like a nice man. Yeah,
1: no, I think they were both nice men. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kevin Smith's still alive. I think he's uh, probably a nice man.
0: He's a vegan now, Tom.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah he had a heart attack, so he, yeah. he turned his, he, he, much like you, how hey, you're having a scare now that Stan Lee has died. <laughs> Kevin Smith had a scare and, yeah, turned turned everything around, apparently. Yeah. hey. Uh,
0: uh this week we're applauding stanley and kevin smith
1: yeah um do you think you could ever go full vegan yeah 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 sure now uh, cheese you don't you don't like cheese that much
0: yeah you get some uh nutritional yeast you yeah you, you mix it and with just some eat stuff. that <laughs> yeah you mix it with some stuff you get cheesy flavor it makes
1: cheese in your tummy that's true actually like there's enough uh, fake cheese things that I think are delicious. Yeah, that.
0: and people are like, "Oh, vegan cheese doesn't taste like real cheese." It's, yeah, but like,
1: I mean, isn't like Cheese Whiz is probably vegan or something?
0: It's probably,
1: yeah, exactly. Or there's
0: you can get
1: uh, at least
0: to Cheese Whiz level of approximation right. of cheese. It's like, which cool.
1: arguably is the best level anyway. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's like, look, I know even if it's uh, you know only eighty percent cheese, like. How much? How much? How much am I going to claim that cheese is an integral part of my life?
1: Mm, I think I I would claim that cheese. Mm. is... I don't know. There's really not a better. That food like than it's cheese.
0: like oh if if this was like twenty percent less delicious, uh, I wouldn't be able to live. Yeah, oh, maybe. Jury's out. <laughs> okay, that, I mean that's fair. I yeah. I I eat cheese a lot. Yeah. Um. By the by the wheel
1: by the oh by the wheel you get yeah. the government subsidy subsidy cheese is
0: that how it came in wheels
1: no i think it i think that i think a that was like a uh like a myth
0: no they did get government cheese was a thing
1: but it's not it hasn't been in like a long time though i think uh maybe I don't know, i'd like to try some i bet it's you delicious. know
0: that uh the government like you know why oh you know it's why like we excess live, cheese right yeah we yeah. live the way that we live as a society because there was so much extra cheese yeah there were the dairy farmers were just producing way way too much and and they were like they went to the government and the government was like
1: hey you want to buy right, this
0: we'll buy all this and give it to people instead of nutritious food yeah <laughs>
1: uh, and then
0: they were just like all right yeah just keep producing too this is great keep producing too much dairy yeah Th- this will be wonderful and then uh, and then we'll just uh we'll integrate it into everything we'll get the the fda to say like hey you need to eat like a pound of cheese a day yeah. and we'll teach it to kids in school about that
1: yeah right like uh yeah the idea that dairy is one of the four food groups yeah. it's like it's, uh, essentially poison <laughs> well it's not essentially poison but it's like ah, that's that stuff's made for uh baby cows that's not meant for uh Men yeah. like me.
0: You only eat uh, cheese made from human breast milk, right? <laughs> oh God, is
1: that true? No, it's not true. I heard that. I heard that somewhere. No, I remember. I think it was like the first time we we went to London and did shows. They had uh, it was like a big thing in the press that they had uh, human breast milk um, ice cream at some place. Mm. They had gotten shut down because they were you know like that. Ah, come on don't do this. Department of Health came over and went ew
0: gross <laughs> ew. Stop it,
1: <laughs> guys, yeah. guys, come on, come on, get it from cows, like everybody else or goat, yeah, sheep. I could do with that. I think I could live never having ice cream again because there are enough uh like ice cream like alternatives yeah
0: look once you once you ju- like the same thing like I liked hamburgers Tom, mm-hmm. and I stopped eating hamburgers. yeah, all these hamburger replacements are fine enough. I'm never like, oh god, I did kind of want a quarter pound. I had a dream that I ate a quarter pounder with cheese the other night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I woke up feeling really guilty. I watched a thing uh, the other day, which really made me think. Um, and they, they were saying, uh, when you're at McDonald's, th- this belongs in Fast Food Friday, not in <laughs> Stan Lee. But I'm going to say it anyway. Um, the the their tip. And I like this tip because this isn't like, look, all these things about like, oh, the secret menu, like you go up to some minimum wage, uh, you know, worker working at one of these places and you're ordering out the secret menu. You're a real, like, come on. Yeah. This job's tough enough as it is and, and offers so little reward as it is. Don't go in there uh, ordering off a secret menu that isn't like, sure, at in and out where it's like a real secret menu, fine. Yeah, there is not a McDonald's sanctioned secret menu. And then, like, some of them have like dirty names yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Enough. don't, don't, don't do that. Yeah, you're you're talking about the McGangbang, which is oh, like, come
0: on, can we believe that? <laughs> which is is this your new Tom Ass character? <laughs>
1: He's ribald yeah, t-
0: t- Tom, Tom Reynolds gets a uh, gets a quarter pounder with cheese supersized meal at McDonald's. Tom Ash gets the what is that again? The McGangbang. Yeah, yeah
1: you know what it is. You just wanna say it. No, again. I didn't want to say it. Um But that's like uh like a burger with like chicken and fish like and it's just you know you're ordering that to shock the 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 mcdonald's employee which i'm here to tell you you can't shock a mcdonald's employee. yeah they've seen things. one day on the job they've seen more than uh, a lifetime um It's not anything that's ever uh, like, oh, this is so delicious. It's more of a like, ah, it says, you get to say gangbang, which you don't get to. It's not on the menu. Don't say that to a person that you don't know.
0: Do people, like, are you supposed to assemble some of these yourself? I don't know. I think that,
1: no, I think that a lot of these people push, like, no, they know what it is. You can just order that. Mm. Uh, But I was going to say this thing that I heard, which was, uh, um, not pitched as like an order. This was an assembly yourself assemble yourself type deal. Quarter pounder of cheese and uh put a hash brown on it. Ooh. That's probably pretty good. Yeah. I mean those hash browns are unbelievable. You Put them on anything. Yeah. They're they're just probably the probably hands down the best thing that McDonald's makes, right? Um
0: surely like the The a Big Mac is
1: delicious. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I've never been disappointed in a hash brown from them. I've been, I've gotten stale Big Macs. That's true. Yeah. And, like, I can get Is, some... a,
0: is a McDonald's hash brown the worst, I, like, nutritionally I mean, the worst? I mean, like it's thing. at least half
1: oil. Yeah. And, but that's what makes it good. Yeah. And oil's good for you. You need it to keep everything lubricated, keep yeah. everything moving.
0: Otherwise, your bones would squeak. We'll be back uh, after this. With more of our tribute to Stan Lee.
1: For over 80 years, Fram has been a leader in automotive filtration because that's the only thing they do, baby. Filters. Want to protect your well-oiled machine or breathe easier when driving? Fram has the right filter for every kind of driver. Fram oil filters are American-made, tough, and feature SureGrip technology. No-slip grip for easy install and remove, even with an oily hand or glove. Fram cabin air filters filter out contaminants like exhaust fumes, allergens, and pollution. That's all the kind of stuff you don't want. And with the power of Arm & Hammer baking soda, you can breathe easy with an odorless interior. Arm & Hammer baking soda the best stuff i didn't know that they had cabin air filters with that stuff i'm gonna get one of these cabin air filters now honestly i didn't know cabin air filters was a thing and i probably should have now i'm gonna get one and look well now that now
0: that we know that baking soda is a part of it
1: yeah well and look no matter how you drive fram has the right filter for you Head over to Fram.com, that's F-R-A-M.com, and find your perfect filter today. And thanks to Fram for sponsoring The Complete Guide to Everything. This episode of The Complete Guide to Everything is sponsored by Sakara. You want to feel
0: better about what you eat, but sometimes it's hard to prepare healthy meals that also taste good. With sure Sakara, as heck is. Yeah, Tom, you, you know it. With Saqqara you can reach your health goals without sacrificing taste. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. And along with delicious meals, Sakara also has daily wellness essentials, like supplements and herbal teas, to support your nu- nutrition. Tom, to mm-hmm. boost results, try the best-selling Metabolism Super Powder. It's an all-natural remedy for bloating weight gain, and fatigue. Tom, no, I, I could, tried some of I this. I could use that. Yeah, we ate some of this fo- Sakara food.
1: Mm-hmm. Very fresh.
0: Very fresh and filling and delicious. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to Saqqara.com slash guide or enter code guide at checkout. That's s a Sakara, k a r a dot acom Slash guide to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash guide.
1: All right, Tim. Back to Stan Lee. Yes. Uh, Stanley. Yes. Uh, Stanley Tucci? No, Stan Lee. Stan Lee Lieberman or Lieber, but not anymore because he changed it legally to Stanley. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the first, this guy came out of the, uh...
0: At one point, correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, mm-hmm. Stan Lee was a young man.
1: When he started, he started at what ultimately became Marvel, I think it was like Atlas Comics at the time, maybe even something else before that, but, um... And this was just comic books. This comic... not movies. Yeah, oh, way before then. This was pulp. yeah. This was when, like, comics, uh, weren't even necessarily superhero. They were like, they were romance comics and uh, uh, a lot of western comics and mystery comics. Well,
0: maybe Tom Ass could have his own <laughs> romance series. Yeah. in the comic books,
1: the <laughs> ongoing adventures of Tom Ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> presented as a series of romantic <laughs> comic books. Um, but uh, the first story that he wrote. On was like a filler uh, Captain America story because Captain America, it you know, was around from the war, uh, no, before the war, I think, and uh, you know, the big one. When, when
0: did when did Stanley start? Like, how old was he? He Was like
1: seventeen? Okay. And uh, at the time, he was basically an intern. Uh, he said that he uh, his job was uh, filling ink wells, but I mean, that can't fill a whole day. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Maybe- uh, They don't go through
1: ink that quick.
0: Maybe the holes in the inkwells where you put the ink in were really small. And it's not like he couldn't go at it like you pouring a glass of wine through a freaking- <laughs>
1: Through uh, an aerator.
0: Yeah, where it gets everywhere. He has to just do it slowly. Oh,
1: I see. He had to be careful. But So the first uh, story they they let him write on was Man, just you a- wouldn't
0: last two seconds in the comic business. you get, <laughs> so you get lumping. ink everywhere.
1: No, I'm going to aerate the ink. It'll be better this way. Um, uh, So he, he wrote a Captain America thing that was supposed to be just like a filler throwaway thing. But in that story, I learned this just today in my research, he established the idea that uh, Captain America can ricochet his shield when he throws it. Captain America throws his shield. Yeah, he throws his shield and it ricochets like a like a, a, a pool ball, a cue bing, ball, bing, yeah, bing, bing. off of uh, you know Nazis' heads. Does it always come back to him like a boomerang? If he does it right, yeah. I like I don't think it's it's not like technology in the shield that does that, but like he's a, a, a geometry major or something, and he knows like oh, I'm gonna throw it. It's going to hit that wall, hit that knucklehead, hit that uh, s- uh, numbskull, hit that uh, dope, and then it's going to bounce back to me, and I'm going to catch oh, it. Oh, misses the jamoke entirely, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Well, and then the jamoke goes, ooh, it got away with it. But he doesn't know when it hit the wall, that's going to uh, crumble uh, on him. Ah, nice. Yeah. Uh, and then he's going to go, did it,
0: though? Uh, <laughs> then that's how uh, Captain America got his famous catchphrase,
1: did, <laughs> did it, though. <laughs> did it, though?
0: Um. So he didn't create Captain America? He didn't create
1: Captain America, but he added a, you know- But the
0: shield ricochets. Was Captain America throwing his shield and then just having to go retrieve it? (laughs) I think so, yeah. Before it? Man, I don't want to- Look, Stan Lee seems like he's a very creative mind, but like, come on. After- Panel after panel of uh, Captain America running to get his shield back. You would think, like, maybe we find a way to get it back to him. I, I
1: think it was just a, a matter of necessity from Stan Lee, where yeah. he was like, "Look, I can cut, you know, uh, uh, a few pages out of each comic if we don't have to show Captain America running after a shield all nice. the time, and then
0: I won't have to refill the ink wells so much because they'll be uh, yeah, shorter. the comics will yeah. be shorter.
1: Um, so, uh, but eventually, like, uh, you know that that company. I forget exactly how it happened. If they were bought by. No, or they turned into Marvel, or like, I think like a few companies kind of came together and, you know, the new name was Marvel. Yeah, it
0: was all uh, lowbrow garbage publishing, right? And like. It was pulp, yeah. Yeah, it so was, like, uh, th- there were mergers. It was yeah. backstabbing. It was all that oh, stuff, yeah. right? Well,
1: and that's the thing. Like, so Stan Lee does get, I mean, you know, not lately because he just died. But uh, he does get some flack about, like you know, people... he
0: outlived everybody. Sorry.
1: Well, yeah, oh yeah, mm-hmm. but like people saying like that he he took credit where credit wasn't fully deserved. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, back then, like nobody was thinking about credit. <laughs> you know, people were, they were
0: changing their names <laughs> so they wouldn't. Have to <laughs> yeah, their people names were putting fake names. Yeah. Like
1: nobody, nobody thought obviously nobody could have foreseen what all these characters have turned into now. But even at the time, like he was one of the first people, if not the first that was like, Oh, we should have like a panel on the, on the first page that like credits, everyone credits, like, you know, the writer, and the drawer and the inker uh, and the stinker, the, <laughs> the stinker, uh, just a little
0: boy eating a lollipop.
1: <laughs> and he was the one who He's got a frog in his pocket. He so his method was he would like brainstorm an idea with an artist, and then the artist would go off and draw the panels and everything, and then Stan Lee would like uh, uh, write in the script after the panels were drawn, like come up with, you know, what they would say. And so it was a very collaborative process back then. So I think that that's why looking back now, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, questioning of like, well, who really created this character? It's like, well, these were all collaborations, but he was, uh, by far, you know, the, the, the person that uh, was the creative force. He was in the room for the majority yeah. of these characters. Uh let me let me rattle off some of these characters. See if you have ever heard of any of them, Tim. Spider-Man.
0: Uh yes, uh, but you know, I've always been confused. <laughs> you know, you always see Spider-Man, right? And yeah. he's this guy that gets uh, that uh, shoots webs out of his arms or something. It's like, how did he get to be this way, right? Like, show us how the origin of Spider-Man one day is all I ask from Hollywood.
1: Tim, you're going to have to start updating your your gags, (laughs) updating your bits, (laughs) because now there's a new Spider-Man that's been in three movies that they haven't shown the origin. They just put out, like, a huge budget Spider-Man game that does not show his I don't origin. know how
0: Spider-Man got his, got his yeah. spider, Spidey sense. You
1: got to update update the bits, Tim. Mm. You got to yeah, keep up with the times. It's a mystery to me.
0: I wish I would just show it again.
1: There is a new character that was just introduced in the... So there's like an event comic going on, that uh, some Spider-Verse thing. So the Spider-Verse is like all the When
0: there's an event comic, Tom, do you call in sick to work?
1: <laughs> I go, there's an event happening. Um... The so the Spider Verse is like all the different Spider Men from all the different so like Miles Morales, uh, mm. is is a different Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Spider Gwen okay. is a different Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, you got Spider Noir, yeah. Spider Ham. Uh, but they just introduced a new Spider Man whose name is Spider's Man, and he is actually uh millions of spiders that uh, form- Like a um, rat king of spiders. Yeah, form uh. a man that collectively think that they're uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Wow. But they're Spider-Man. I like man. that. Yeah. That is not a Stan Lee creation, but he creates Spider-Man.
0: So when are humans going to be on that wavelength, do you think?
1: What do you mean? Oh, to collectively come together and to make- To be like uh, a giant. Yeah, I'd, probably never. The spiders are are, are much better. No, not sp- I'm thinking of ants. Ants are Real good at collaborating. Mm. I don't think spiders necessarily are. Spiders are loners. You never see like a whole bunch of spiders. No,
0: they'd be like, get out of my web. I'm, this is my web.
1: This is my web. I'm eating these flies. Yeah, you never see
0: two spiders on a web.
1: No, unless they're making.
0: <laughs> Do you see
1: that often? <laughs> Sometimes.
0: <laughs> you got to move out of this apartment,
1: Tom. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the so A-
0: Spider Man, that was Stanley. Yeah, Stan the Manly. Is that uh, where you got the man part of Spider Man? No, I one? think it
1: was just you know just naturally. Uh, and it was Stanley and Steve Ditko. Um, uh, the X Men.
0: Ah yes, uh, Wolverine. Uh huh. The Thing. No. Uh, Storm. Yes. Doctor Octopus. Nope. Doctor X. Professor, Professor
1: X. <laughs> yep. Who has a doctorate? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I, I I give the the man the, the proper deference. Yeah, I
1: think actually, if anything, he would probably correct people, and uh, it's actually Doctor X. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, Professor X. His name is Professor Xavier. Is Professor X was more of his like superhero persona. Yeah, that's cool. But why well, wouldn't he want to be mask. Doctor X? Mm, too many doctors, not enough professors.
0: Too many doctors, not enough nurses, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's
0: the old uh, saying, the medical saying. Iron Man. Yeah,
1: they made a movie about... Tom, they
0: made a movie about that guy. Yep,
1: they made a few movies
0: Stanley about that Stan Lee made the character that they made a movie about? Yep,
1: he came up with Iron Man. Huh.
0: The only thing I didn't like about that movie, there was some old man in it.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Thor. Robert Downey Jr. No, yeah, he's, right? he's not that old. He certainly wasn't that old during the first one 10 I mean, years he's ago.
0: He's got the name of a young man, but... Uh, the face of an old man.
1: Uh, he came up with Thor, who's from Norse mythology. But, you know, he was like, well, what about if that guy's uh, Man's uh, friend? <laughs> this is a pretty good uh, idea. Uh, you know, he added some elements. Thor's, you know, a little bit different. Not yeah. not much, though. Yeah,
0: I was always very confused about I remain very confused about uh, how all these things fit together.
1: It is weird, like, uh, at least in the DC universe, like, uh, like Hercules and Frankenstein exist. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just you know at certain points I think they were just like let's just take a public domain guy off the shelf and throw him in this story. Not a bad idea. Hey Tom, did mm-hmm.
0: Stanley make that uh Bradley Cooper raccoon man?
1: Uh, Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, I don't believe so. Uh, I don't think he had anything to do with Guardians good. of the Galaxy. Well, I that's think that that's was a good thing. After his time,
0: that guy irritates me. Rocket so, Raccoon. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, like the way he he's just got talks like a, like a jerk all the time. Yeah, well, he kind of is a jerk.
0: Yeah, I don't like it. I know uh, his heart's in the right place, ultimately.
1: Uh, the Hulk. Oh, the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. The same. Nice. Uh, the Fantastic Four. Can you name Tim, <laughs> name the Fantastic Four for me?
0: All right, time me on this. <laughs>
1: okay. The Thing. Yeah. Oh, you got it. All right. That was the one you thought was the X Men before.
0: Mister Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Invisible Woman. Yeah. Uh, the Mister Fantastic is a stretchy guy, right? Mm-hmm. Damn it! There's a stretchy guy. There's a rock man. There's a lady. Mm-hmm. And Storm. <laughs> uh,
1: no. But you're not. Yeah, there's somebody that can make wind. No, there's not somebody that can make wind. I'll give you a hint. He's uh like uh, made out of fire, kind of, or he's on fire.
0: Oh uh, yeah, the uh, fire.
1: <laughs> nope. The human torch. The human torch. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do they ever switch out the Fantastic Four? Are there like ancillary Fantastic men um, and women?
1: Uh. I know, like... Uh, like, is there, like, a the fifth member? Spider-Man was a member of the Fantastic yeah, that, you know, Four for no, a minute. No. Uh, no, but, I mean, ultimately, like, uh, Sue Storm and Reed Richards, uh, the Invisible Woman and uh, Mr. Fantastic, they're married. Oh. And then Johnny... And the thing is their son? <laughs> no, Johnny Storm, though, is uh, Sue Storm's brother. Who's Johnny Storm? He's the uh, the Human Torch. That's yeah. where I was saying you, when you said Storm. Oh I'm yeah, like, hey, no, you got the hey, last name. Yeah,
0: no, that's what I meant. Yeah. When I just said who is he <laughs> a second ago, that was misdirection. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Let's not drink wine before these episodes. Uh, again. And then
1: the thing, Ben Grimm. He's just like a friend of theirs, I think. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they went into space, like uh, you, which you probably think is cowardly.
0: I don't think astronauts are cowards, Tom. I uh, think they're heroes. They
1: went into space together and they got hit by radiation and it turned them all into you know monsters. Yeah. Freaks. Yeah.
0: What okay.
1: What? Nah, what were I, gonna, gonna I ask? wanna
0: know what else Stanley made.
1: Uh Black Panther. Okay. Who is now like one of Marvel's biggest characters because he made a billion dollars making a movie. Yeah. He made that movie. Did you know that? The Black Panther, the Black Panther actually directed it as well. Yeah. The oh. real Black Panther. Wow. That's how it was oh. so accurate.
0: And he was like, I need to tell my story. Is he an old man now?
1: He's yeah, he's like, you know, my time on this earth is uh coming to an end. Right. Time to tell my story. Right. Uh Daredevil.
0: The blind man. The man who... without
1: fear, not the blind. <laughs> he he's blind he is blind, yes,
0: and he fights so many one shot fight scenes, dumb,
1: uh in the Netflix series, yes,
0: yeah, oh, this is uh Ben affleck uh,
1: yeah, portrayed by Ben Affleck at one point. did you see that movie? Yes, I did was Stanley in that movie? I think that might have been before Stanley started doing cameos and things, no, maybe well, he Tom, did
0: it certainly came after.
1: It came after X Men, right?
0: Yeah, and it came after Mallrats. Rats. Yeah. Also with Ben Affleck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So he would have known he would have had his phone number.
0: Stanley's Mallrats Rats cameo yeah. confused me as a kid.
1: What is his cameo in that? He comes in.
0: Mm-hmm. So this movie's about all these uh like rats teens, that live at the like mall. Early twenty dirt bags, early twenties dirt bags that hang out yeah. at the mall.
1: Um, <laughs> one of them's Ben Affleck. <laughs>
0: no, Ben Affleck is a bad guy. He's uh, he he's like uh, to, to those like illegal things, uh, bad sexual yeah. assault. Things. Oh, okay.
1: Um, I don't know if I've ever seen. But don't Mal worry, Rats it's played for laughs. laughs.
0: Oh, wait, hold on. But Kevin Smith, nice man, <laughs> good <laughs> vegan man. Uh, anyway, it's a good movie. It's not a good movie, but it's fine. Uh, you'll like it. It if did you very like well, if movie. I remember. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> I think it it ended the like it caused the collapse of the studio that made it.
1: <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Uh but uh yeah, they uh, were like, oh, this guy made a movie, a black and white movie full of uh uh like sexual innuendos. Let's give him a lot of money to make another movie.
0: Yeah, and so the whole uh like uh, the the third act. Mhm. You know, the the hero has gotta figure out uh it was Jason Lee and this other guy. Mm-hmm. And they had to figure out how to how to best live their lives or something. And then Stan Lee comes up to them in the mall and is like, Hi, I'm Stan Lee and they're like, Oh my god And then he tells them like uh life advice and mm-hmm. then he leaves and I was just like, Who's this old man? Uh and that was it.
1: Oh, uh, so you didn't recognize him at the time.
0: No, it was nineteen ninety five. Yeah, well, or he had already six. been making
1: comics for, like, 40 years at that point. Yeah, but, like,
0: was like he wasn't making a cameo in uh, the biggest blockbusters in, in the world every yeah. year. So, like, how, how, how would I know?
1: So, the next time you saw him in, like, a cameo for a Marvel movie, you'd think, like, man, this old man's really building quite a career for himself. <laughs> Just coming in and giving uh, one liner or something. Yeah,
0: it's very confusing.
1: Uh, he created Doctor Strange.
0: Okay, that, I saw part of that movie in a barbershop, as you might recall.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, Ant Man. Ooh, yeah. what about the Wasp? I uh, no. Um Yeah, he must have, because the Wasp was an original member of the Avengers, which Stanley yeah. also created. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer,
0: <laughs> look, all these other ones, great. Like I'm not a it's the book fan, comic. The Herald of Galactus, guy. Tim. Um, Silver Surfer's the dumbest thing.
1: Like <laughs> <laughs> Silver Surfers, I think got like it's a cool looking character, so I think like it kind of got big through merchandising. But like Silver Surfer, I mean, somebody's gonna be like, "No, he's great," but like, oh, yeah, he's not an interesting character.
0: Yeah, and can I also say, uh, no, nobody email <laughs> us or have any opinions about this episode please <laughs> um i think i have a negative association with the silver surfer because i would uh go over to a friend's house when i was uh younger and his older brothers would beat the crap out of me um and uh and that's it they'd like <laughs> that's lure, why i don't like the silver surfer <laughs> they'd lower me into their room and there was a silver s- yeah they'd be like hey tim come here and every time i was in like first grade hey Beat the hell out of me. Uh, and, uh, they just, and they were like, you know, in like, I was like in first grade. They were in like seventh they, and eighth grade. They were in junior college.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, there was a poster on the wall uh, the Silver Surfer. Oh, uh. And I was always trying to figure out, like, what is that? Is he made of silver? Can he move his limbs? Or oh, is he just frozen in this? Because I only are, saw a poster. I didn't get the shit kicked well, out Well,
1: that's of probably why he got the shit kicked out of you, too. I didn't ask, a, it, I ask dumb question. I wasn't
0: dumb enough to ask that question out loud. I'll tell you that much. What's the deal? Can he
1: move? <laughs> uh, Dr. Doom?
0: Uh, he fights... Uh, the Fantastic Four.
1: Yeah? Yeah. I
0: know him from clips from MF Doom
1: songs. Yes, yeah. Isn't it weird? Like I always think about um, uh, who was it in Wu Tang that uh, went by Tony Stark?
0: Oh, somebody. Tom, um, don't ask me rapper things. Yeah,
1: but I always think like uh, that. Like hasn't aged well. Where people like ghostface? Gonna... I, ghost yeah, I think it's Ghostface. yeah. I think it's ghostface. Where it's like, oh, your alter ego is like the most popular. You'd <laughs> be like, my alter ego is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, like Iron Man was a sea level. That's the thing like when they started making when Marvel started making their own movies like they made an Iron Man movie because they couldn't sell Iron Man to another studio <laughs> because nobody wanted that character. So they were like, yeah, who what do we have lying around? Oh, I like no, we should make a Spider-Man. No, we sold Spider-Man, you idiots like uh, I guess we'll make an Iron Man movie. Nobody knows who he is except Ghostface.
0: Tom, you and I saw the the Iron Man movie in the theater together. Did we? Yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, I remember it, Tom. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It was Ghostface Killer. Yeah. Who went by Tony Stark?
1: Yeah, but now everybody know who that is. By the time it was like a nice little uh, clever illusion. Mm -hmm. Say, like Mf Doom's gotten away with like uh adopting that moniker because they haven't made like a good enough fantastic four movie yeah but once they do people will be like oh once
0: they do these things are on their way out they're not
1: they're (laughs) certainly not on their way out uh but yeah so the avengers that actually came about because uh in the 50s dc revived uh superheroes and made like a new version of the flash and then they were like, oh, we should have like all these guys kind of be connected and make like a superhero team called the Justice League. So then, you know, of course, Marvel was like, "Ah, we got to fight this Justice League, which we do. And they well, that was when they came up with the Fantastic Four. But then later they were like, we should do the Avengers. That's a good idea. And they did the Avengers. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, so Stan Lee's like big contribution besides the characters is the idea of uh he was really the the champion of making these uh heroes more complex, which is what gave them legs over like, you know, Superman just being like, yeah, don't get me wrong, I love Superman, but
0: he died, Tom.
1: <laughs> but Superman, especially at the time, was just like, oh, he's just like the perfect American who's invincible and has super strength.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have a shield that ricochets off a bunch of uh... Nazis. Yeah,
1: but but uh, Stan Lee introduced the idea of like, oh, we should have the like the original Spider-Man was just like a bitter nerd, like he was really like angry and unhappy. Uh, so he was the one who started giving him like, oh, we should have like a Our hero should have uh, like trouble with girls or like uh, always be behind on his rent. And (laughs) then I
0: wonder where uh, he got these ideas.
1: No, he said that uh, that uh, like the initial Spider-Man stories were based on like his college experience of just like girls not liking him and him never having enough money. Wow. And, that, and that's what people love about Peter Parker. And that's what they- that... I think they love the mystery
0: of not knowing <laughs> how he became Spider-Man.
1: No, because the, the, the Peter Parkers that haven't worked, like the, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, they made Peter Parker cool. And it's just like, well, you can't do it. it would be like making Bruce Wayne just a yeah. normal everyday guy that's not a billionaire. Like, that's an essential- Who are those incels
0: <laughs> supposed to sympathize with at the movies it's if Peter Parker is cool? About,
1: it's not just about selling movie tickets to incels, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> it's about making a character- Isn't it, though? It's about making a character that has challenges, bo- challenges that somebody can identify with in their day-to-day life. Like, I've- in my day-to-day life, Tim, I've never run out of web fluid, but right. I have, you know, had trouble with girls and trouble paying rent, so I can identify with that, and then I can see, like, oh, yeah, maybe if I uh, had to worry about web fluid, I would run out once in a while.
0: Okay. But uh, I get angry all the time, but I don't turn into a big green man.
1: Yeah, but wouldn't it be great if you could? I know. They
0: they treat it like the Hulk, uh, like that's a burden. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd love to get angry and then like, oh no, I accidentally killed my enemies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I think the well, the burden. Oh for... no, no, I have to leave town. The burden for the Hulk is that he's ripping through all of his clothes all the time.
0: Yeah. Just,
1: I don't know. Tim, I, you don't like shopping. Imagine if you had to go shopping all the time because- That's the perfect opportunity uh, <laughs> to just yeah, be but like, you know what? If I'm the just going to buy- at, If the clerk at the store was like, ah, you were in here last week buying the same sweater. If you're like, ah, some guy uh, uh, flipped me the bird and I got so mad I uh, grew to three times my size and ripped through the sweater- So that's why I gotta pick up a new one.
0: That's why uh, I would uh, start dressing like uh, Steve Jobs or like Homer Simpson or whatever. Just wear
1: the same thing all the time. Yeah,
0: you just order in bulk. It's cheaper that. Well, I mean, the Hulk's
1: always wearing like uh, I guess like purple stretchy pants. Orders in bulk. Yeah, (laughs) Hulk like bulk. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but Bruce Banner I guess is always wearing like uh, green stretchy or uh, purple stretchy pants. So that uh yeah, he doesn't have to buy new shit all the time. Yeah. Smart man. So he became a doctor. Not the best doctor. He did an experiment on himself and became the Hulk.
0: Yeah, but that's better than doing an experiment on somebody else and then they become the Hulk. That's just
1: uh Yeah, it's true. I think he he did irresponsible. Kind of, yeah, I think he's turned other people into Hulks.
0: I'd like to I'd I i i if if any scientist is listening <laughs> Who's working on this? I would like to be turned into the Hulk. I'd like to get so angry that I turn into a monster. Or whenever I... I frequently get angry anyway. Yeah. Whenever I get angry, I'd like to turn into a monster.
1: Okay. That could be arranged.
0: Yeah. See, this is the part of Stan Lee that talks to me. He talks to me, my rage, my -hmm. issues with rage. He talks to you with your incel... (laughs) uh kind of uh really concerned about uh never
1: mind <laughs> yeah thanks thanks for stopping yourself short there yeah.
0: it wasn't it wasn't too uh yeah, it w- it would have it luck tom nobody write in about this episode please <laughs> this episode's fine
1: that goes for all the episodes i would say um tom say something nice about stanley
0: I'll say I'll start. <laughs> okay. He seemed very modest. Um, he seemed like I he, know what I'm doing here. Yeah. Uh uh look, I know what this stuff is. It's not it ain't Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. But I'm just trying to bring uh joy to people's lives.
1: Yeah. I mean he was uh like the consummate salesperson where like he was always hyping up the characters and hyping up Marvel and all that. But uh but yeah, in his like day-to-day life he was just he always seemed super appreciative I mean that's the thing like when he was going to these cons and everything like last year like
0: he didn't they literally call these things cons huh <laughs> he didn't
1: he didn't need that money anymore you know like obviously he, he, you know he had millions of dollars he was he was not as rich as like uh he probably should have been for having come up with all these things but he was still very rich did you think he had
0: Uh, hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Maybe before those ghouls got, before those
1: ghouls got to his hundred thousand (laughs) dollars. Um, but you know, he genuinely, he loved this shit. Like he, that was one thing you could not argue. Like he loved these characters. He loved the worlds. He loved the, the fans. Like he could have gone away a long time ago and just been like, I'm rich. I'll just collect my royalties. But he didn't do that. Uh, And he infused a lot of, uh, like, really good uh, uh, morality into these characters. Like, you know, he he put a lot of, like, uh, lessons about doing the right thing, even when it was difficult or... And, you know, that's... Especially back then when he was purely writing for uh, kids, you know, when it was only kids writing comic books. Like, yeah, he wasn't writing comics that were you know, like when I was a kid in the nineties and like the, the new wave of, you know, people like, uh, Todd McFarlane and stuff were coming up where like their characters were like super dark and gritty and beheaded people and stuff like, you know, and as like a 13 year old, you're like, this is awesome. This is so cool. But like, he wasn't doing that kind of stuff. He was being like, no, this is for kids, like let's teach them a lesson. Let's not have it's about decency for kids Yeah, Christ let's sakes. have some decent characters that yeah. these kids can look up to. Um and I do like uh uh I mean his cameos were fun.
0: Yeah, I always thought those were
1: fun. And I do really like the fact that I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy 2 that they kind of like canonize all those cameos as being the same person. Oh really? Well, they show a scene of him in a spacesuit talking to the Watchers, and the Watchers are this uh, like race of beings. They did you remember the What If comics?
0: Yeah, let's just say yes.
1: <laughs> so the What If comics; these were some of my favorite comics as a kid. They were all like, "What if you know uh, this Superman happened?" and Batman had no, a baby. No, <laughs> it was like, "What if?" Uh, uh, you know, uh, Uncle Ben never died. How would things have changed? Mm, uh, new flavors of rice, probably. <laughs> Not that Uncle Ben, Tim. Peter Parker's Uncle Ben. Um, all of those. Uh, so uh, anyway, but the, the framing device of those comics, because they were kind of like Twilight Zony, was uh, the Watchers, that the Watcher uh, saw all the possibilities. It was this galactic being that could see all the what ifs. Um, so in guardians of the galaxy two, there's like a throwaway scene where it shows Stan Lee talking to the watchers and he's telling them about, uh, yeah. And this one time I was a FedEx delivery man. So it established the idea that like Stan Lee in these movies, a is the same character throughout, but like some kind of intergalactic being that, uh, Is inserting himself into all these stories, which Mm -hmm. is fun. And apparently he like I think this happened a while ago because I heard like, oh, he's already filmed his cameos for like the next three Marvel movies that are coming out. But I think it was like a few years ago, like they just spent a day in a green screen room with him. And they just were like, say this, say this. And like, we'll find places to insert this. So I think he's going to be doing cameos in those things. And also, I could see him. That's
0: what I said they should have done with Dave Thomas.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just film a bunch of commercials. Yeah. I could also see Stan Lee. Out of anyone being the guy who, if they were like, uh, "Hey, like after you're dead, can we like make a CG version?" You'd be like, "Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, do <laughs> I'll that." I'll go in whatever
0: machine you need to yeah, scan my body. Put, to... put me in the machine yeah. and
1: put me in these movies forever. Yeah. I don't make me say whatever. Make me sell candy. I don't care. Well,
0: a good man uh, gone too soon. <laughs>
1: Well, he was ninety
0: five. Yeah, I know. I mean when anybody dies oh, when, it's anybody, so sad, when anybody, super When anybody who is a decent, kind hearted uh person uh passes away, it's a sad thing. Absolutely, no uh, matter
1: how old they are.
0: So uh so Tom, I don't agree with you that <laughs> Never mind. Uh, If you like the show, uh, find out more at TCGTE.com. You can uh, like us on Facebook, that awful, awful platform. Yeah, don't even bother. Yeah, stay. You know what? Uh, Quit Facebook. Don't do that. Uh, Twitter, at Complete Guide. You should probably quit Twitter (laughs) as well. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. The independently owned
1: Instagram.
0: (laughs) at your pal Tim.
1: Uh, me, at Tom Reynolds.
0: Uh, there's a Reddit thing that you shouldn't go to either. <laughs> T- uh,
1: TCGTE.reddit.com.
0: If you're doing your Amazon shopping, <laughs> uh, do it. Uh, TCGTE.com slash Amazon. That brings you to the same Amazon you know and love. We get a little bit of a kickback. Yeah. Um. What else?
1: And our Patreon. Patreon's still a good company. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Complete Guide.
0: Um, yeah, Tom, I was really upset. I was hoping that when I died.
1: <laughs> Wait, when you died? That implies you've already died?
0: No, that when I die, yeah, uh, that everybody would go on Twitter and say, uh, R.I.P. Tim Excelsior. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. But now it's going to make it look like uh, I stole that idea. Yeah, you
1: have to come up with an original catchphrase. i been telling you that for years. And the one word go or, screw. No, but see, but even me- yeah, Excelsior seems, is is, it is it like was like an, an what, existing word.
0: Yeah, you know, freaking uh, Stanley didn't invent it, right? But he made it his
1: own. He invented a bunch of uh, 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 things that are escaping me. Well, Swib-dooble. No, he, that's what I want people to say. Whenever. I don't. I don't know if he invented it, but he used it a lot. Uh, Nuff said. Oh, like the. Uh, did he write the Julia Louis Dreyfus uh,
0: James Gandolfini movie? Is that what that movie was called? <laughs> or is that one of those. Enough said. Ones? Not enough
1: said. Nuff said. N U F F. Nuff said. Enough said. That's how he would end some of his letters.
0: Well done. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fitting way to end this episode.
1: Yeah, enough said.
0: Enough said.
1: <laughs> no, Enough said, you fucking idiot.
0: Now would would Mister Lee <laughs> approve of that kind of language?
1: Uh, he can't hear it. No, well, he's probably listening. Yeah, in front with the watchers, they're all listening.
0: Let's have another glass of wine in remembrance of Stanley.
1: Okay, and we'll see you next week.